Welcome to the Backroads Podcast, a podcast for adventures off the beaten path. In this show, I want to empower women to reach their full potential and find strength within themselves, inspiring women to let their true selves shine, feel confident, and embrace the present moment. Through personal travel stories, we will share our growth and passion. Please tune in weekly for up-to-date confessions of like-minded travelers. As your host, I, Josie Arella Sweetman, will help guide you to gain clarity on your path to find what sets your soul on fire. If this podcast resonates and inspires you, hit the subscribe button and share it with a friend. Hi there, friends. Welcome back to the Backroads Podcast, where we talk about living life fearlessly off the beaten path. Today on the podcast, I have my good friend, Sophie Augusta Gomez. Sophie and I met while we were in Southeast Asia. I had gone to Vietnam to design my wedding dress. The morning of my very first fitting, the stars aligned because this awesome person was sitting there and heard my story of how I was going to design this dress on my own. And I had came here to design this wedding dress. And she says, this is not something that you do by yourself. Like you need a friend, you need a partner. And she became that for me through the whole process and this beautiful soul. And I connected in so many ways and I was so blessed to have met her and call her a friend. So I would love to welcome my good friend, Sophie to the podcast. Hi, Sophie. Hi, Josie. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Please tell us about yourself. Well, my story is uh, very funny sometimes, but I was, I I am a Colombian woman. I'm 27 years old. I was uh, born and raised here in Colombia. But once I get bored with like, I don't know, the normal life that people will say we're supposed to have working in a nice place and stuff like that, I got bored. And at the age of 21 years old, I decided to move to Brazil to learn another language, to live by myself in another country. And I moved after the World Cup, so it was a little bit less expensive, but I still waste like a lot of fun. And I was there for like six months learning the Portuguese, the culture, the food, everything was amazing. But um, I don't know, I was too young and I didn't knew a lot about like how to save that much money so after six months I didn't have any more money but I wasn't ready to come back home so I decided to apply for some jobs and I got one I was living in a city called uh, Salvador de Bahia in the northeast of Brazil Uh, but I moved to Rio to get that job and I was very lucky to be there for for one year and then they transferred me to the Bahamas and I stayed there for like uh, maybe two years. And it was like an amazing opportunity. But uh, again, it, the paradise wasn't like everything for me at the moment. So I decided that I wanted to get a new adventure. So I quit my job. I come back home again, like to pack my backpack, get my passport and everything ready. And I decided to go to Southeast Asia. I did a 13 month uh, trip around uh, yes Asia and I finished in Spain with my mom going to do some pilgrimage walking but like through all that journey I had the chance to meet you and it was very important for me because like like you said for me it was like 
a very weird moment to see that you were going for your wedding dress and everything and it was like you by yourself and I got like so excited I think and I don't know I feel like I was part of that wedding and stuff it was so amazing but that opportunity let me like open myself to you as well uh well we we end up going our path in a different countries and uh, I, I came back to Colombia only with uh, $20 at the end of my trip but thankfully well I have my family and I could like wait here for like another two months until I start my new job again in the Bahamas and I did a, a year again in that amazing island I was living and then uh, I talked to my boss I wanted to have like a break time again for like traveling and spending Christmas and New Year's Eve my dad was gonna be 60 and uh, all of that was like I needed to be home uh, and then I moved to an island to work it was called Guadalupe Island in the Caribbean as well but after a month and a half uh, well coronavirus happened and I had to come back home to my nice family <laughs> <laughs> that story is just so inspiring it's so courageous yeah well, how do you know to follow your passion in that way how do you know to just go for it gutso I don't know I think it was the first time that I traveled by myself only was like two weeks of vacation but I I went to Brazil by myself for two weeks and I wasn't speaking any Portuguese or anything but it led me feel that I was able to do stuff by myself and get lost and I don't know I always knew I was planning for something else I, I don't see myself doing what people say that's the normal life even though in every country I don't know I think we had a lot of questions in Asia where people was asking us like oh where is your boyfriend where is your are you why you're not married you're old and I was only like 25 years old them yeah but even in latin america like as soon as i get closer to 30 it's like oh no married no children is like i don't know but inside of myself i know i'm i need to do something else with my life to be happy and that's for me it's traveling yep i say travel is my love language yeah people don't always understand that but i think we get each other <laughs> yes <laughs> and i'm pretty sure for you like, I always think about you in that trip because for me, Asia, it opened my eyes a lot in different things and how important it's for, for them certain kind of things and how, like, even though in Latin America, the big macho thing, it's a very big deal, but it's like we are still able to speak ourselves, you know, to, to express ourselves. And I felt like in Asia, women were, like, considered very, very low. And that for me was not very nice. And also the color thing. I remember how I got like super annoyed when like they wanted to like touch your skin or your hair. It's like, what? Oh, I, I can't, I can't. That annoys me so much. Yep. I, at the beginning of that adventure, felt the same way. It was like, your skin, they straight up come up to me and say, your skin is so dark. Like, and what do you respond to that other than, yes, thank you? And it just became kind of a laughing thing for me because I just, they just didn't understand, I guess. And they'd never lived in my skin. So I chose to see it as 
maybe this is a time I could educate in a way. Yeah, that's amazing that he's like, oh, I don't know. It's like they, they, they want to be so white and white for them is this perfection. And I don't know, like the skin yeah. products, I never bought anything or I tried to not buy anything because they all had this bleaching thing. Yep, I learned that the hard way. I did use the face lotion and my face started crackling and getting super, super dry. So I ended up going to the pharmacy and they explained to me at the pharmacy what, why my face was falling oh apart. Oh my God. So, yep, I learned that lesson the hard way. Yeah, I don't know. But I, <laughs> yeah. I, I have to say I did came more in power as a woman after my trip in Asia. It took me like a couple, maybe months after talking to people and like, expressing all the things I was going through in my trip because in some countries like I said women are considered like nothing like in India there's still these certain regions of in India like when as a woman if you have your period they put you in a cage or they don't tell you the sex of the baby because they know if it's a it's a girl they will have the abortion even though sometimes when they have the the baby and if they notice it's a girl they just dump her and stuff like that that make me realize how much power we have in like different type of cultures Absolutely. and how shocking it is you know it is. It's very eye-opening. It helps shapes the person that you are by seeing that different way of living. It makes your perspective open up, wouldn't you say? Yes. Yes, I will. Like, I know sometimes it's like, it's weird, but I don't know. Sometimes they didn't even want to like talk to me, you know, because I'm a woman. So why they have like to take my order? But it was like, I'm in a restaurant, you know, and I met like a lot of women traveling by themselves. This is the reason I met you. And I met a lot of like amazing women, whether, whether like for men, I didn't met that many traveling by themselves. They were always like with a buddy or with a girlfriend or with a group. So I don't know. It made me feel like we are so strong and nothing so will brave, right? stop us, you know? Yep. I think your story is going to inspire so many people to realize that they can reach inside themselves and decide to do something that's a little bit out of the norm. You can choose that. You can make that decision. Yeah. Well, I think it's very important that we all come through our lives because life is not easy, right? So right. we have to get like all these barriers and like try to build up each other and always like support each other. I think that's what it it make make us like to have this friendship because like we were there in the same city but we're like two completely different person and like you were there for one reason I was there for another reason but like our paths just like crossed and it was like a really nice situation to be with you know. Yeah, absolutely. And I did find in my travels, other travelers were so eager to meet each other and like talk about our different cultures, talk about our differences and bring that to light. And for me, that was one of the best part of the adventure was the people that I met and those experiences. Yeah, I know. Like the experience is what it make it like the whole life important, you know, when you realize how can you help people through what you're seeing or through I don't know like be more humble have more adventure it's not always like the Instagram picture I said exactly yeah 
Exactly. The Instagram picture was just a bonus or the icing on the top. It was everything but. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. So you would say you became so courageous. How did you get to be so, like, brave? I don't know. Sometimes I really, I don't believe I'm that strong, but is it, is the things I think I accomplish in my life, the things I realize I'm capable of, you know, it's, it's not easy just to decide to like step up for yourself. And like, sometimes you're in the middle of nowhere and like in a country that they don't speak your language or like you don't understand like even the transportation thing and you're able to get to the place that you wanted to be those little things for me are the things that make me feel like we can do it like i can do it like i, I don't need like a man or like that idea of like someone just having to help me or rescue me so i think all of that is just something that helps me to believe I'm able to do anything that I have on my mind. Yes, absolutely. I do. Do you find that f traveling by yourself and having those moments where you are lost and finding your way does develop this kind of like love for yourself? Like, wow, I did that. I got from point A to B. It wasn't easy, but I did that. So it definitely is a like, I think travel can help you learn to love yourself and appreciate yourself and that's why I encourage it so much. Yes. Well, I, I would say it's never easy to travel by yourself. It's never easy to make that step. You know, it's you're, you're leaving your comfort zone, you know, your family, your friends, and you're by yourself. And you always wonder, like, what if? Or, like, people sometimes, they, they put you, like, they make you feel, like, afraid. I remember when I decided to go to Asia and, like, my aunts, they start saying, like, oh, no, you cannot go there because, like, they have like this, um, uh, like kidnapping or like they what the the women trading and stuff like that. And I was like, well, I come from Colombia and I know what people think that will happen to them here, and I know that doesn't happen. So it's something that you have to be, of course, very aware of the situation because it can happen. But for me, it was like I wasn't going to be like drunk with like random people, or I wasn't going to be like testing all these drugs that people will offer you because like nobody's gonna take care of you so you have to be yes. also very aware of yourself that's for me, like a good advice it's the best advice you have to treat i think especially here in america people treat vacation as the place where they can just go balls to the wall they can just let loose and have no care and what i found by traveling by myself that that wasn't the case like you said i had to be very careful with who I was spending my time with, I had to listen to my instinct. So you get to know yourself once you start getting that awareness and you build that self-trust to be able to say, you know what, this situation doesn't feel good. And you get to speak up for yourself too. Yes, and I think that's very important to be like recognizing all that little thing that maybe they don't make you feel comfortable. Listen to your guts and like do it because I don't know horrible stuff happen to people every time every day no matter in which country you're from or where are you you can be like apparently in the safest place in the world and it's not so you always have to be very aware of what you're feeling in your guts and like trust them and just go for it you know yes exactly exactly i am so thankful that you gave that little warning because it is true you definitely have to watch your surroundings and 
take vacation as vacation. Like when you go to a resort, yes. But when you're traveling solo and you're by yourself, listen definitely to what your body is saying. Yeah, but I, I think everywhere, like, I don't know. I've There's even like movies about it. Don't always believe just because the people are dressed up like nicely. It's just they mean well, you know. They, they want to they take you to their summer house. Well, think about that twice if you don't know the person. I don't know. Just be very aware when you're traveling by yourself. I will say that. Yep. That's great, great advice. Yeah. So what challenges in your life do you feel like has attributed to you feeling like you can do all the things that you've, you put your mind to? Well, I'm going to be a little bit more personal, but I'm... I don't know, it's like a big process in my life that made me come to the point that maybe I am right now by, by like, I don't know, horrible stories that maybe some people don't listen to it very often. And I think it's very important to be aware as well. Um, but lately I posted on my, on my Facebook a post about something that happened to me 20 years ago when I was only like seven and um, well I was like sexually abused by my uncle when I was seven and um, it hasn't been easy ever 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 it's something that I'm sorry <laughs> it's something no. that make your life change a lot you start a very hard process in your life and that was for me a very dark moment or it, it is still a very dark moment for me in my life um thankfully uh, i have a very nice family with me both of my parents and my sister but i i didn't tell anything to my sister until i considered she was older but like i went to get some therapy and stuff like that but that still keeps like growing inside me. Like we, there, they don't live here in in Bogota. That is my city. They live in another city. It's called Cali, and the family used to come here a lot for like the holidays, Christmas, and stuff like that. And um, well, it wasn't always nice to pretend that nothing happened, and we were the ones who had to like shut up and like swallow everything. And I don't know, it was like only my parents that supported me. Um, through my life, I had, like, friends at school that at a certain moment I decided to trust. But, unfortunately, I had a um, a boyfriend. We were, like, very young. I think we were, like, 11 or something. And I told him my story. Uh, and one day, one of my friends, uh, a girl, she came to me and she said, well, I want to say to you that there are some guys in the school are saying that you were, like, rape or something and they're making fun of you and I was like of course I get into panic mm. and I it was for me it was very hard but I, I tried to say to everybody that my boyfriend at the moment was lying so of course the relationship ended up there it was just like a little stupid boyfriend from school but that thing is just like it shut you down like it's not it nice it's a mark yeah yeah because you don't like sometimes you don't tell people but sometimes you need to express yourself you need to say that to someone at that moment and receive the love you know like when people in different traumas of their life feel very suicidal and I feel a lot of my life very suicidal because I was blaming myself I was like always um 
I didn't want to leave. Like, I felt horrible. And I thought, like, as I was growing older, like, okay, life is good, life is good, life is good, but it's not good. Because I was just, like, putting a lot of, like, pain inside. And um, I think I was, like, 16, and I couldn't stop crying, like, every day. And I used to watch, like, a lot of CSI and, I don't know, the news. And, like, my parents noticed something wasn't okay with me. So I went back to have therapy with an amazing doctor that took all the weight from from my shoulders. But those type of scars, I feel you cannot, like, I will never remove the moment, you know, it's like, I'm not, like, I cannot, like, electroshock myself and just decided to erase the memories in my head. And uh, I, I think we had therapy for, like, two years, and it was amazing. I, we both felt like I was ready to stop and, like, continue with my life, and it was very good. Uh, but, of course, sometimes in my life, and especially when I was by myself and living in other countries, Sometimes I wasn't feeling good and sometimes it was hard because you don't know how people is going to react. A lot of people like were judging me because I never put this guy in jail, but they didn't understood that for me, a seven-year-old girl, it was very difficult to understand that that wasn't my fault, that I didn't want to be the responsible to put their, their father in jail. I didn't want to be looked at, I, I don't know, it was very hard for me and a lot of people judge me and in Colombia, sadly, it's not a nice, it's it, like justice doesn't work that way, you know, and um, uh, through my life, uh, I had tell my story to some people, but I felt like sometimes it was very positive, if I have to say, with the, the women I was telling them. I don't know, it was the same moment that when I told you my story and we shared both of our stories, for me it was very like and powerful to someone to listen to me at that moment. It's not easy to open about something that can crush you, but sometimes just to have like a good pair of ears, someone just to be aware of what you're having, how you're feeling and just respond to that. It can help you like very easily. And I think that was m me with you. I felt like I needed to tell it to someone and you make me feel good and special. We had like a nice time like bonding each other. And, uh, but I still, I never ever let anybody, like a lot of my family, nobody knew. And uh, in this quarantine, I had like a sad moment in my in my day and my family and we were like very upset about each other and some comments that we made and uh, it made me feel good to write to them how was I feeling and then we talk and for the first time in my whole life my dad opened to me about how how he felt about it because like I was sometimes talking to my mother sometimes talking to my sister but I never knew my dad's side, you know, it's not an easy thing that you speak with your dad. And for me, it was very important to to see all his feelings, all the damage also they have as a parent that I would never imagine. Because I know the thing happened to me, but it's not easy to hear that your parents are also in this huge pain. But uh, I decided that um, I was going to make us free 
you know, it's not, it wasn't us, the one we will need it to be hiding from the family, from the people. We were the people who needed the most love and attention, maybe in a lot of like the moments in our, in the reunions, in the family reunions that we were always like keeping our mouth shut and pretending nothing was wrong, nothing was happening. And I decided to make it publish. And like I posted uh, this, my story uh, on Facebook and it, it, ha- it has been amazing. After that, I, I receive a lot of love through the comments of people. I receive a lot of um, phone calls or like private messages. But I also receive a lot of stories for, from women and from one guy telling me about their stories too. And it, I don't know, it was a little bit sad for me to hear that we are so many in the world passing through that, you know, it's not only me, sadly. It's a lot of people, a lot of children, a lot of women, a lot of men, you know. And I, well, I had I had to talk again with my with my psychologist, and we had like an amazing time. He, I, I told him about my trips and my life and how everything has been after we left our sessions. And um, he was the one who told me like only by listening you can help people because I'm not a professional and I cannot carry other people's pain, unfortunately, but maybe that's the only thing they need just to be listened. And I don't know, since the moment I posted um, my story on Facebook, it has been just a release of my shoulders in my heart. I I will never say I, I will forget my sexual abuse, I will never forget how my life changed after I was seven years old because you cannot erase that. But I it also showed me all the love that people gave me and have been really supportive that my life didn't end when I was seven. It was never easy, but you can do a lot of stuff with your life. Everything that you decide for your life that you want to be and help other people in different situations or help yourself or be your better self because uh, for me it's, it has been very I don't know difficult to see all the people that had opened to me about their stories how they sometimes their families don't know or they have never had any professional help and I think for me that's that's something that it has been very important for me. I, I came through after 20 years of process to be able to put it in words for the public, for my whole family, no matter who read it or my friends or people who had never thought anything. Because people only think that your life is perfect because I travel and I live in other countries, but it's not. And I don't, uh, for me, it, it has shown me that we can be whatever we want to be, no matter who, who was in, like, I don't know, trying to destroy your life. Because it has been very painful. But with the right things in life, you can get through. Like, of course, I will never say I don't get sad because I still get sad. But maybe I can go try to see someone else and because they already know the story and just tell them like hug me or or like let's talk or anything because I don't know maybe that's what it's my engine to 
I don't know, I don't say that's my engine, but sadly it's something that I don't want to be recognized for. Like, I don't want to be the abused child. I want to be Sophia, the person who travels, who pursues their dreams, who, who I live my life to like the max. And that's something I want to, people to see. Like, it doesn't matter how hard it is. You just have to be always with the right people and you can get your life however you want to live your life. You are so brave. Thank you. I love you so much. Oh, thank you. Thank you for telling that story. Thank you for your bravery. <laughs> I, I, like I say, I don't feel brave sometimes. I just, <sighs> you are brave. And you are Sophie. Thank you. You are brilliant. You are magnificent. Yeah. You are not that seven-year-old child anymore. You are a beautiful, beautiful soul. <laughs> and the moment I met you, I knew you were special. You, out of all those people that I've told my story of what I was doing, you were the first one to raise your hand and be like, I'm with you. Like, <laughs> I'm here for you. You didn't even know me. <laughs> And that's such a beautiful thing. Such It takes a beautiful person to be able to, like, just see another person and be like, I want to be there for this. And you are just a beautiful soul, a beautiful person. And your story is going to change lives. It's going to help others open up. It's going to help others feel like they can talk about it. You are not that seven-year-old person. You are not a victim. You have come through this. You are just beautiful, and I am so thankful to know you. Yeah, well, the thing when I met you, and we, I, we were having this breakfast, and you were, like, telling me about this wedding and how was the first time that you had, like, this long trip. And I don't know, for me, I was, like, if I was on your shoes, I want, like, I would like someone to be there with me, and I, I never hesitated. Even though it was very crazy, all those, like, times, like, all those fittings and like all these words for dresses and like crazy things but like yeah I just I would like with like with my story to people also don't feel like they're alone you know you don't have to be quiet even it doesn't matter which country you are because like I receive a lot of support from a lot of people where I've like been working or traveling or they have met me in these like random situations and like sadly, our like cultures and our justice, uh, like the, all the legal problems and stuff, are not the same. And just by like by talking and like supporting people, I would like say to the people who listen to this amazing podcast is just to say, listen, listen to people because sometimes it doesn't matter what it is, but maybe it is important for them at the moment. And and that that can save lives. I notice as well that I have friends that they're parents right now, and maybe they're they have daughters and they're like two years old or like very little. But like right now, thanks to the the post I made on Facebook, they're more aware of the child. Like I never blame my parents for this. I know they they, they will never will send me there for vacation, and think they, this will happen to me. But maybe if you have like noticed something on someone or just never leave your child alone, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's just, there's little things that I know the people who wrote me that their parents right now, they're a little bit more aware 
you know, of their child or like just maybe like asking like, are you okay? There is something wrong with you? This, like, because it's not easy to speak up, you know? It isn't easy to speak up. And that's how I know you are a survivor, my friend. You are <laughs> speaking your truth and you're speaking your story. And I feel it with every fiber of my being of you, like wanting to live this life that is a beautiful life, wanting to be Sophia, the person who is traveling, the person who is going after her achievements. And that is so amazing. Yeah, well, for me, it's just like, don't, I, 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 maybe yeah the last time that the day before i wanted to make that post it was a very dark day and again we all have these very suicidal things because you don't you feel bad you feel dirty you feel i don't know you feel many things but like i have been repeating myself these couple of weeks in my head saying they don't deserve us they don't deserve us to take our life. They can, like, kill themselves. I, I wouldn't mind if that guy would kill himself. I don't care about him. I care about me, and I don't, I'm not going to take my life for that person, you know? Like, if you ever have a suicidal moment, call someone, write to somebody, I don't know. But, like, don't let that bad person win the battle. I know it's not an easy thing because I've been through that. But I want my life. I want to be a better person. I want to help people. I want to travel. I, I don't know. I want many things in my life. I want my passport to be full of stamps. My books to be like full of stories. Meeting amazing people. Like our friendship. I know it's we only see each other in Vietnam. And after that, we just have been connected like through social media. But it's, I even in my family, they know you so much through all the, our stories and we became those friends you know and we have to be better people yeah your story is just shedding that light on that we have to listen to people we have to be when we have to notice when people are not acting themselves and reach out like we can't expect the other person to always be the one doing the reaching out sometimes we have to do it and I am so glad that you're talking about this and you're saying this because this is a topic that I feel like, like you said, doesn't get talked about much. And I am so thankful for you. That's all I can say is mm. thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you for listening to me that day. Like, seriously. We can all just take a deep breath from here. <laughs> yeah, we shall. <laughs> <laughs> you deserve it. I am just so proud of you, my friend. Thank you. No, I'm proud of us. Like any any little step that we do in our life, anything, any it doesn't has to be like for us the same thing, the same story, the same travel. But it's just our life is our own travel, you know. So. It's Yes, it's a journey, and yeah. we get to decide, we get to choose how we're going to show up. Yes, I would like to say that we can all choose, but I feel in, like we were saying, or like I was saying, in some countries, you can choose, and especially as, as a woman. So I think we have to speak up for a lot of the women who don't have a voice in their own countries and families and cultures. Yes. Yes, that's very true that you brought that up because it is, yeah, we are lucky to be able to have a choice. Yeah. 
things are not the same in every country like but and it's very sad to to see some stuff that i see in like latin america but like the things that i know that happen in africa or like can happen in in different cultures in the world that maybe we're not aware you know and it's we have to be more together we we need to help each other we don't have to be all these like divided by like colors and women and men and because that doesn't help us no it doesn't help us i do believe in my heart that we are all one we are all created in this big broad universe and we should be helping each other we should be reaching out that lending hand and i think that's the only way that the world will heal is by being there for each other yeah i think we need to be more human more our hearts need to be more together we I don't know, maybe sometimes if by speaking to other people you can heal, it's like all these beautiful places, sometimes they also have these like very like sad stories that nobody wants to talk about or everybody thinks it's so perfect when it's not, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Yep, because like you said, on the days of social media, you could post a pretty picture and then everybody then thinks your life is just perfect, picture perfect all the time. But not everybody is posting their worst day. Well, I don't I don't think many people want to post their worst day, you know, because like that's not acceptable. It's not nice. It's not, I don't know, you're not going to be like popular through that and like like I said, it took it took me like twenty years to be able like to put it in words to the public eye, you know, and I receive a lot of comments in my whole life when since I started like my trips six years ago, people just saying that I don't work or like my life is so perfect and I live in these beautiful places. Well, you know what? I work my ass off to be where I am. I choose my lifestyle, you know, it's, I don't, I don't need to be very luxurious. I just need to be happy and I need the ocean and I need my family and my friends. It's whatever you post on social media, it doesn't mean it's perfection. It's what you feel in the moment. And uh, yeah, a lot of people reach out to me saying like, oh, I never thought that could happen to you. It's like, yeah, well, never judge a book by its cover, right? Absolutely. I completely agree with that. Absolutely. And I think it needs to be more acceptable for us to talk about our worst day. Because only when we bring that darkness to light, like telling you my story, like on my trip, I didn't tell anybody else. You were the only one that I was able to share my personal story with. And that was because I felt safe with you. And at least I feel like we should be able to feel safe to share our wounds as well as our wins. I agree with that. Well, I my story on those 13 months, I, I told you and I told another girl because we were backpacking in the north of Laos and I think we felt in danger. Like, we were in danger at a point and then she saw how I was cracking and, like, was I was crying and she knew something was wrong, so... For her to understand why, like, what was my reaction like that, I, I told my story, you know, it's, and, and she heard me and she understood. And this is what I, like, what I said, like, just be very aware of where, where you are, of who you're with, because 
these things do happen and i don't know but i maybe many people had the dream to go to the full moon party in thailand and before my trip i did like a little research before and i started hearing a lot uh, of women telling their stories about how they got like raped in the in the full moon party and they just woke up the next day at the beach and they were drunk they don't even remember what happened and I don't know you you cannot trust that much all the time like always have to take care of yourself but like if that happened to you and that person tells you like look this is what happened don't you ever said that they're lying or like don't trust them only only help them the way that maybe you can or like I there's not like a good answer but I don't know they're being there yeah the victims sometimes they always get like the guilt and that they're lying and life is not like that if someone is telling you maybe listen because you can help Mm -hmm. absolutely you do you just have to reach out that hand and be there for support for people that are going through hard stuff because like you said life isn't always easy Sometimes it's really, really hard. Yes. And we need and we need other people. We need that connection. We can't do it alone. No, and I and I, I felt that a lot of people when we were traveling, some of them, they were always like running away from something, you know, like maybe like a bad relationship or like they broke up with someone. And when you travel, you're trying to escape your own problems sometimes, but it's not. on the days or on the moments that you're by yourself and you find yourself with your problems and there's nobody there it can get like really sad and maybe if you're there and you can reach up to that person just ask them are you okay maybe they will open maybe they don't but maybe they just need that someone to be there you know yeah absolutely that's why i just want it to be easier to bring out our shadows to talk about the bad like because i feel like that's the only way to heal yeah i think there is like a lot of taboos don't you think yeah there definitely is but without talking about it you're burying it and we're not healing so i applaud you for sharing your story thank you so much thank you for listening you know it's i will never I will never like know how to have the guts to like open up like that and receive all like when we were sharing it for me it was a very special moment and like that walk and like release yourself from like the pain that you're having in that moment you know yeah absolutely yeah yeah Sophie your spirit is so amazing no girl so when- we are amazing so-, <laughs> so what do you do now to get out of your funk to start to show yourself some love to start taking care of yourself like what is your way of doing that i don't it's i think my well right now we're still in the quarantine but my family helps me a lot you know by being able to talk or like being together and like See how lucky we are in like different times in my life uh, all the things that you can do how I don't know all that love that I receive from my family like it's something that makes my heart be better but also helping people 
like I don't know I don't know if you remember but when we were in Asia I used to love to see like the old ladies yeah and I called them my friends and for me were like the cutest thing in life I don't know those little moments when you have been truly happy not is Instagram photo happy but like truly happy all those memories and how you can create more memories like taking see what you accomplish in life see even the little things like be grateful for who are like your true friends or like the true people around you i think that's the thing that makes me really really happy in life oh yes beautiful i definitely remember you loving them and you giving them the biggest smile you stopping to actually look into their eyes and ever since then i i can't help but do the same <laughs> Yeah. Even now, I, so, Even for now. me, it was very difficult because, like, I, I love. I'm a hugger. Like, I don't know. I get a lot of like love and stuff, and like they don't let you. I know you don't like go and just like hug like random people, but that's for me when I see an old person. I just want to like hug him. I like hug them and like make them feel like love. I don't know. I feel mm-hmm. they're super strong, and I don't know. I see their love in their eyes. Absolutely. And I, that was one of the things that I really loved about Vietnam was um, in other places too, but particularly Vietnam, like while we were in the market, they were just sitting out in the market with their families, just sitting there smiling. Like, yeah, it's just so amazing because here in America, usually when people get older here, they go in an old folks home. Yeah. And that's just what's normal for us. So to see them like living with their families and their family taking care of them, them out in the market, like showing up was very inspirational for me. Yeah, well, I don't think they believe that their lives stop just because you're old. And I don't know, for me, just see them and like they're so strong and like being together. Yeah, this also is it has been very important for me because like I met all my four grandparents and like I still have one grandmother I made one grand grandmother so for me I've been in touch a lot with like these elders in my family and for me they're a very big part of my life so I treasure them I take care of them I still like go and see even though we're in quarantine and stuff I see my grandmother like maybe we look like we're in jail and stuff like that mm-hmm. but it also made me realize that in the house that she's living because she lives with like six other women like a lot of people had take advantage of like the coronavirus situation and they don't see them anymore they don't visit they like I don't know it's like they're your parents they're like maybe mm-hmm. so old nobody to take care of them but who knows? Also, I I realize with some of the ladies that they live in that house, it's just like maybe that's a reflection of how you were as a parent that you don't have any visit as well. Yeah, there is. It's a both ways, right? I mean, yeah, it's both ways. But I do believe that we need that human connection, and I learned that from you by just not walking past the old people, but taking a moment to really like give them a good smile, look into their eyes. I still remember that to this day. <laughs> yeah, well, for me, 
I get a lot of people asking me about my trips and how you can do like one year travel and how much money and the budget and stuff like that. I always tell them you don't have to do it the same way I did it. You know, it's I know it's not an easy thing when you have to like be bargaining and like maybe you don't stay in the most expensive places. But that's because for me, that's not the important thing. For me, it's like knowing the history, meeting up with the local people, sitting up in the street. Maybe you understand the people because they speak the same language. Maybe you don't, but that's the beauty of it. I, I met like a really good amount of like local friends. And it's just by, like, again, I said, just by listening, just by being curious. It's like, it's not always the Instagram nice picture. It's about learning from other people, you know? Absolutely. And I learned a lot from you. Speaking of traveling on a budget, I, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have made it as long as I did. Yes, you like, could. Honestly. No, no, you taught me so much. We were able to, we were able to live off so little and live good and eat good. And you showed me that, that it didn't have to be all the expensive stuff. I could go to the little hole in the walls and we, it made us explore even more like searching for that. Oh girl. It's like, for me, it's just like, we, we can tell this to people. I think in the hostel that we were staying, well, I was doing the volunteer, so I wasn't paying anything, but you pay a night in a room with six beds, like $5, and they used to give us like a buffet breakfast that you can eat. It was like an all you can eat. But plus three days a week, you have the tours and the food and the cooking class, which you don't pay. So you end up like finding all these options on the market that they also show that people like Anthony Bourdain was there and how people feel like really proud that he was there like eating and you don't need the fancy restaurant to eat well, you know? Yeah, I learned that. And those were some of the best meals I had. <laughs> and the people were so, they were so happy to have us there. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a very different culture also, Asia, than our own cultures, like you in the States or for me in Colombia. But like being able to eat on the streets and like, ah, I love bargaining, so yeah. Yeah, you taught me so i'm i'm really good at it now that's amazing yeah i still remember all that craziness like buying you like like your tickets to go to thailand and then like germany and how you can stay some days and don't spend that much money and then shipping your dress and oh my lord all that it was an adventure of a lifetime <laughs> yes but yeah that i think that's for me what I, I will always recommend to people to travel by, the, by themselves because you can learn about yourself, mm -hmm. but you, you're you getting out of your comfort zone, right? Because you don't have that buddy to be always with. So you will always meet new people, people that maybe you just meet for one day or people just like you and I that we bond, like we stood together for many days and we met other people. And we, right now after two two or three years almost we're still like talking and making this podcast and like <laughs> catching up on each other's life you know yes and uh that's the best part absolutely I definitely agree the best part of it all is the connections you make and the people you meet and listening to your body and learning to trust yourself that's what travel did for me 
Yeah, well, I, I think I did a major on finances because I don't think I was able, like, ever think that I was going to make it that well. But I did, and because of the trip that I made, it made me know more about, like, the culture and the real people, you know? There's so much history in Asia that we don't know about it. Like, all these wars happening, or, like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, and we, we need to be more aware of that, I think. Yep, going to, like, those different museums. I learned more from a day of just reading these articles, looking at these pictures, and than I li- did in school looking at it in a textbook. Yes. Like, for me, I don't know, I think about Asia, I only knew about, like, Hiroshima and Nagasaki, and then... I end up going to Cambodia and then you see all these killing fields, all these like dead people. You go to see uh, that not only Vietnam got affected, but other countries like Laos and Myanmar and how, I don't know, but there's so many things. Oh my God, now it's pouring rain. (laughs) Where you're at right now. Yeah. In Colombia, it's pouring rain. (laughs) So yeah, but for me, it's just, a learning experience with yourself how you want your trip to be because like once you do it and you're you notice that you're able to do it right nobody's going to stop you from your dreams anymore and you realize how you can do it and um, all the amazing things you can do you know like only by like talking to people like by bargaining by eating with them just you can also like trust local people. I don't know. I, I I got invited to some local people houses, especially mm-hmm. ladies, and I went there. And and it's okay to trust the local as well, you know. It is, and yeah, the more you connect, the more you open up, the more you get those people that are the your kind of people. You know, the more that you give off that energy of of like love and like almost surrendering to the universe in a way. That's the way I explained my trip is I kind of just went with the flow and I ended up exactly where I needed to be. Yeah. Well, it also helped me in my like my life here in Colombia because I don't know. I remember I was like a very like we'll say like the popular girl before before I moved to Brazil. I was a completely different person, like maybe looking more how your body looks and where you're eating and where you're partying and who you're friends with and all this stupidity for me right now is not important right now. And like after my trip in Asia, I think I came back way more humble. You know, Mm -hmm. I think we all think like just having money is the important thing, you know, just the luxurious car and the big house and all the bling bling. I don't know. But for me, on my trip was actually the people that maybe we considered they're very poor, the people that helped me the most, you know? Mm-hmm. I went hitchhiking with a, with my Spanish friend, and we were two girls, and, like, none of, like, the fancy cars maybe will stop, but it was, like, the old, horrible truck that gave us, like, the best experience or, like, we were staying sometimes in people's houses and it was like nothing fancy, but they just give you and help you with, with what they have. And yes. that helped me in my life, maybe here in Colombia, to be more humble about 
the poor people, you know, like people who live yes. on the streets or I don't know. Yes, I had that same experience as you did. The people that had the least were the ones that were willing to help you the most. And it was so humbling. And I learned a lot from that as well. Yes, I think that's very important for people to be aware of, you know. Don't 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 you think just because people have the money that they're gonna be like, oh yes, be my best friend or something like that? No. Not at all. Like I don't know. I'm not religious and I gave the chance to different religions through my trip. And it was very nice for me when I was in Sri Lanka that I was doing this hike and I ended up meeting these five boys. I was 25 at the moment and they were like 21. And they were very thirsty and I was the only one doing the hike with a bottle of water. So they asked me if they could like drink my water. And I said, yeah, no worries. Like it wasn't very difficult and I was not going to die if I didn't like share my water or something. And then um, we ended up finishing the hike together and we took some pictures and then they had like a driver. So they drove me to a waterfall very close to the city we were and then they took me back to the hostel I was staying and I we, we stay in touch so I well they went back to their city and I moved to uh, another city close to the ocean and one of them he came back to like give me a gift with like some tea and introducing me to his sister and he was like the cutest thing ever oh wow they made they so me touched. promise that before I left Sri Lanka I have to go to their city which was very close to the capital and I was like okay but it wasn't like nothing nothing touristic anything like maybe I will go there but I promised and I kept my promise and I went there and it ended up being amazing they're all Muslims but it was they were very open for me like they took me to their houses and they never asked me to wear like a hijab or anything I just I was respectful with my dress code but um, their mom, their moms will cook for me and they hug me, and uh, we we experience the end of the Buddhist year, which for them is like a week of celebration, and then they go out on the streets dressing in white, and people give food for free because it's like a karma thing for them. So I don't know, it's all this mix of cultures and experience what makes me. Feel like really thankful in life, you know, because right now we live in a like in a in a in a world that says like oh be aware of like the Muslims and like the terrorists and all of these like racist things, and I will say no. It's just some people in the world are bad, but it's not the whole entire world. And there's some amazing people that will surprise you for the rest of your life, you know. Yes, I could not say that better myself. That is exactly true. The world is not full of bad people. There are some bad people, but the world is definitely full of good people. Yeah. Sadly, the the, the bad people is a big weight of like, they count a lot, which they shouldn't have all that big power. But yeah, for me, it's just a nice experience to think that, once you open yourself a little bit to the world, the world will surprise you, you know? Oh, yes, I love that. I love that. 
So how can our guests connect with you further? Well, our listeners, I don't know if they wanted to. If anybody would like to contact me, I have. Uh, well, I'm gonna give you my my email is Topi T O P I one two three one dot hotmail dot com. Facebook, I'm uh, Sophie Acosta Gomez, or my Instagram is the same starting point as my uh, email t o p i one two three one and uh, i'm i'm here for everybody who wants any opinion about life experience if you had like a bad or sad moment that you want someone to listen i'm here or you need any travel advices i'm here for wedding advices i think you will be better Oh, girl, thank you. No, thank you. you. Thank you for real. I think it's very empowering to know that someone will listen. You know, one day, maybe someone will reach us to us and be like, you know what? I was maybe 15 or something and I listened to this podcast, all, all the podcasts you're making. And you can bring with this amazing idea people to be empowered, not only women, but also men like people in general absolutely and because of you somebody's gonna listen to this and feel heard oh girl i'm so thankful i i feel like i'm hugging you right now (laughs) right back at you (laughs) so is there any last words or comments you'd like our listeners to know i will like them to know that it's okay to feel sad it's okay to feel vulnerable with anything that happened to you in life there will be always a light at the end of the road and trust people no matter how hard or how bad things happen for you in life i'm here with you we are here to listen to be aware and always be a better human being because the world needs us to be better human beings that's like something I will like us all to have in our minds. That's beautiful. Thank you, Josie. Thank you, Sophie. Does goal planning feel like a mystery to you? I've got you. With my top five secrets to goal planning. This is what I use when I'm working on a goal. Right now, I'm using this system to build new habits and change my condition tendencies. It's worked for me and many others. I know it will get you feeling inspired to start taking baby steps towards the goals that you are working on. Here are what people who have signed up for the goal planning challenge are saying. Encouragement to challenge myself and go after my dream. I've changed my mindset and expectations that I have to go back to my old job for a few more months until I can start my new job. I'm finding ways to be excited about that, which is a huge victory compared to the way I was feeling just thinking about this for the last two months. Get my five secrets to goal planning at thebackroadscoaching.com. It's a freebie that I'll give you that will get you crushing your goals in no time.
my life I've been walking on the paved roads Staying in the sun And away from the shadows Living between the lines Following the path Everybody said Was the only one to travel Keeping home inside Afraid I otherwise might Get lost, go to pieces And totally unravel Working hard to quiet a heart that's aching to be free and is always crying out to me. Let's saying, back, let's take the back road. Let's, see how, let's see how things go. Let's walk with the tin man, the lion and the scarecrow. Let's leave the city and move to the village. All it takes is a little bit of faith and courage. Let's take the back roads. to the Back Rows Podcast with Joseph Aurelis Wheatman. If you like our show, leave us a review. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you are listening to this podcast. Join us next week where we will talk about more adventures and passion, growth, and resilience. Thank you for tuning in.